Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Levi offers people all over the world Hasidic content for download at elmod.pardes.org. If you also want to join Levy's monthly Hasidic Lore Series newsletter, please visit the link included in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe at elmod.pardes.org. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. My dear friends, any of you who have participated in my Hasidut course at Pardes, you know that part of the soundtrack of our classes is the Zemer Ya Echsof, also known as Ka Echsof, in deference to the first word being one of the divine names. Now, this is a unique uh, Zemer. Because it's the only example that we have of a Hasidic master penning a poem that has entered the sacred canon of Zmirot. Ya Echsof was written by Rav Aaron Hagodel of Karlin, the great Rav Aaron Perlov, who was born in 1736 and he died a young man in 1772. And this year, for the first time, I set on a quest to find where the poem was first published. And I believe that the poem first appeared in a thin six-page pamphlet published in 1849 in Chernovitz. The pamphlet, my dear friends, is rather rare. The National Library of Israel holds a solitary copy. And there's only one other copy listed in the catalogue of libraries of Israel. The pamphlet bears the title Tzava'a, Will. And the following line explains that the text is transcribed from an autographed copy of Rav Aaron's ethical will. Now, this is a personal document that was probably not intended to be published for posterity. Indeed, its publication almost 80 years after the demise of the author indicates that it was not immediately deemed of broad interest or significance. Now, the will fills the first two pages of this pamphlet, and it opens with a declaration that the author states that he's giving his life for the sake of the Almighty. Rav Aaron readily admits that he's unsure about the mechanism for making such a declaration. So he announced that he was doing so by relying on the intention and knowledge of his forebearers. Rav Aaron then continued with directions for those who would be present at his passing. These instructions focused on various prayer and charity rites outlined, outlined in Kabbalistic tradition. Rav Aaron then asked, for his body to be posthumously subject to forms of punishment that mimic the corporal punishments that could be meted out by a religious court, according to ancient Jewish law. 
Specifically, he asked for an imitation stoning ceremony where his body would be dropped on the ground four times. Ravaran outlined the requisite lofty character and conduct of those who would prepare his body for burial. As far as a eulogy, Ravaran asked that no praises were to be sung. Moreover, he invited anyone who wished to speak badly about him to take the stage. But then he quickly warned that there was no place for lies, even accidental lies, and it would be better to be silent than to say something untrue. Only his colleagues, who truly knew the inside of his insides, were permitted to say praiseworthy things about him. For without a doubt, they would meticulously adhere to the truth. He then gave instructions for the language to be written on his tombstone and for the use of neighbouring burial plots. His wife and other women were not to touch his deceased body, not to follow his beer, not to enter the room where his body lay. So that his soul would continue its ascent, Rev. Aaron told his disciples to give a coin to charity each day and then dedicate a small amount of time to study before concluding the daily ritual with the recitation of Kaddish for all souls, but for his soul in particular. According to Jewish tradition, as I'm sure you know, even the most wicked person is punished for no more than a year. Yet the great Rav Aaron of Karlin was not so confident of his lot. So he asked his disciples to continue the charity study Kaddish ritual for another year. During this second year, it was sufficient to perform the ritual once a week on the eve of Sabbath and once a month on the eve of a new month. My friends, that's the first two pages of this pamphlet. When we return, we'll look at the rest of this rare pamphlet. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beat Midrash! Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please give us a five-star review at iTunes or wherever you download your podcast today. We appreciate your feedback and look forward to having you listen again at elmod.pardes.org.